now we're on to Cody's top 10. And I have his uh, top 10. And this is all Cody's. So actually, there are some movies on your list that are on my top 10 list. So let's... Oh, well, that's yeah. good. And uh, even if there aren't, I could see why some people would put that on their top 10. And there are some movies in your list that I'm like, yeah, I wish I got around to seeing it. But as you said... Yeah, the Oscars, they put these movies out like two months or one month. And I just get lucked out at some of these, so. Yeah, they really overload you on Christmas. Oh, yes, they do. Qualified for awards. Yeah, so let's go ahead and what is your uh, number 10 just to start out with? Uh, my My number 10 is my favorite Netflix movie of the year, which was uh, Dolomite is my name okay so as i mentioned to cody before recording this is i'm going to play a bit of the trailer and then he will tell me either as brief or as lengthy as possible why he puts dolomite in a dolomite what am i my pronunciation dolomite in my name dolomite is my name (laughs) number 10 cody's number 10 Hey, you know, Auntie, I was thinking about putting out a comedy record. Comedy? You've been a singer, a shake dancer? Ha! It's real hard to break in. I'll do whatever it takes to get in. I come up with a new character. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Oh, he's okay, so why is this on your number 10? Um, well... One, I've come to the conclusion watching this movie that I just love the behind the scenes of making terrible movies. Uh, the screenwriters yeah. for this film also wrote Ed Wood, a favorite movie of mine, and I love the disaster artist. And I just love this story about someone who is just determined to make a name for themselves, even when people tell you, no, you're no good, you're not talented, you can't do it. They're just their tenacity and drive. And what it inspires other people to do even if the finished product is god awful it's just a beautiful story and this is really like you know for years everyone's like this is eddie murphy's comeback like when he was in dream girls and stuff but i feel like this is really a true comeback to like the og eddie murphy we knew from the 80s this is like a perfect film role for him and I love this movie. It's just a ton of fun. And I shouldn't be surprised because I've mostly enjoyed most of Craig Brewer's films, even though he hasn't made a lot of movies. And I also have to just put out that uh, Wesley Snipes gives a really strong performance in this movie. And it's just a ton of fun. Yeah, I agree. It didn't make my top uh, 10, but I didn't have a ton of fun watching this from beginning to end. It's just uh, such a very uh, snappy and... I don't. I wouldn't use the word funky, but it's got that sort of '70s style to it, uh, black exploitation a bit. I mean, because this is from. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a. It's from that era, but it's also like a love letter to that era as well. Yeah. So yeah, I I definitely enjoyed this film too, and it's an, another great hit for Netflix. Netflix is putting out a lot of great movies, and it's great to see them if nothing else regardless of what happens of diversity of course not being recognized netflix is kind of coming up there have been more netflix movies that have gone for awards this year and i think that is great that's like yeah streaming services they're here they can produce 
quality entertainment just like uh, live action movies maybe even better in some ways so well despite people's opinions whether it's good or bad on netflix i will give them that they are letting filmmakers make movies with their vision i mean that is why scorsese made the irishman with them that's why Alfonso Cuaron put Roma there because they're letting them make these movies that big studios are like, I'm not giving you that much money for this. Yeah. So that is really great. What is your number? I will applaud them. Uh, My number nine is Rocket Man, the movie based on Elton John's life. And it's not your typical. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me play the trailer after you say the name of it. And then, or play part of it. Okay. Yeah, it's just audio thing. Go for it. Feeling empty. I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there, I could see all the notes, and I just had to get it out. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. What did you say your name was again? My name is... Reggie! Reginald Dwight. Reginald. That's my granddad's name. Okay, why is this on your number nine? It's actually on my number nine, too. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. Um, well, I was I was not expecting to like this movie at all, despite that I'm a huge Elton John fan, especially of his 70s era music, because I saw this trailer when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I was like, oh, another music bio movie, because I typically don't like bio movies. But, and the plot is very basic of what a bio movie is supposed to be, but it's the execution of this movie that really impressed me because it's not really a bio movie by the numbers, even though it has all the trademarks. It puts you into a fantasy world within his music, and it's like a musical come to life. And um, it just really surprised me, and I am really bummed. I don't want to get back on Oscar politics, but I am really bummed that this movie and Taron Egerton were ignored by the Academy when Rami Malek and Bohemian Rhapsody were given all the Oscars for just a competently made movie where this one is exceptionally made. I think Rocket Man does have one or two awards, but definitely, yeah. It has a Best yeah. Song nomination, yeah. but they shut out Taron Egerton, which I heard someone say if Rami Malek got an Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody... Taron Egerton should get too because he's actually doing the singing in this. Yeah, but that's uh, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So, yeah, I, I mean, it was sad that when this first came out, that not a lot of people saw it. But I think it had some resurgence when it hit the home video. So, the very least, that I'm glad this movie was made, and I I, I enjoyed it a lot too. So, yeah, it actually got me. Uh, when I watched it with my mom, it got me out of the theater, and I, I mean, I was tapping my foot, but I know there was a lot of people around me, so I couldn't just go ahead and, uh, sing and dance, because that would cause it, well, I don't know, I had, I did so in my head, so it was just kind of like Rocket Man, it was a really nice fairy tale, so I just had that in my mm-hmm. head watching it, so, yeah, uh, what is your number eight? My number eight is Greta Gerwig's adaptation of Little Women. Oh, right. That is one of the movies I didn't get to see when it came out. Oh, no, wait. No, that's not my number eight. I'm sorry. My number eight is 
Ford v. Ferrari. How long have we known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. You just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. All right. Morning, Shelby. Morning, Molly. Now, that was actually me and my brother back in when we were little kids. I mean, we didn't punch each other in the face, thank goodness. But, and I mean, we wrestle each other over dumb things. So, I, I mean, that was just me as a kid. I do not want to go back to. But I did love this movie, too, actually. I gave it, I put it on my number seven as well. So, why is it on yours? Even though this is like the typical Oscar movie, and I've even heard it oh, be sorry. called The Dad. Sorry, number eight. Not, number eight. Sorry, I yeah. put it on number seven. I, I was like, oh, wait, no, you're okay. talking about Little uh, Little Woman was on your number seven. Never mind. You're number yeah. eight. Why is it on your number eight? Like I was saying, even though this is your like typical Oscar movie, it's got big stars, it's based on a true story. I've even heard people call this like the daddest of dad movies. It's just goes back to old school movies that we don't get to see a lot of. You got two big, two of the best movie stars in cinema. And um, James Gold, James uh, Mangold is a very underrated director. Like, he's not an auteur, but he has a very um, diverse and uh, eclectic style. Like, he went from Logan to this. He's done 310 to Yuma. He's done dramas, comedies. I mean... It's just a really impressive movie, and I'm not even a car guy, but I was just invested in this story, and especially Christian Bale's performance and character. I was like, yeah, you get those big guys telling you you can't do what you want to do and live your passion, live your life, do what you want. Yeah, I I had a ton of fun watching this. It was, yeah, as you said, it had kind of an old, it was just seeing these two uh, companies go at it, uh, and it did talk about you know corporate greed and all that, but I just love the bromance between Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Who oh, Christian Bale is always disguising himself, and I could never even well, I can vaguely figure out that it's Christian Bale, but he's he's really great as a chameleon with all of his roles. And yeah, it was a fun movie. And James Mangle, he's great director from this and Logan. That was the last film I saw that he, uh, he was in. Or no, he would no, he's directed. But yeah, no, I had fun watching this, and it was funny because this is the other reason why I had to kind of scrap the Saturday recording. But when we, me and uh, Worth the Views, we do a top ten, and the one thing I wanted to kind of avoid is us trying to be too critical on each other's films because uh, when there's being a top 10 talking about your best uh, favorite films I, I don't want to focus on that so and he was and, and like whenever there was a movie that he loved and I wasn't crazy about it I said hey you know what? it's not for me but glad you really enjoyed it and he, he was fine too he was he had a really happy face as he did throughout the whole show but then when we got to Ford versus Ferrari he went from good choice Good choice to this. <laughs> he did not like that wow. movie. And when he, when that, I, I stopped talking and I went to his turn, he was like, 
you know, there's a reason why this got no uh, nom uh, nomination mods at the Golden Globes. I'm like, I don't give a crap. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I didn't want that to be uh, part of the, the talking about best of, but no, he's a great guy. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, that's, that's how I am. I like to kid around with people. So that's just how, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm, that, yeah. So <laughs> go, let's go to your number just six. Just amazingly impressed for a journeyman director, how versatile Mangold is as a director, like how he's able to stream from genre to genre. So well. yeah. Definitely from just an action, like a uh, Western comic book movie to, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's Western or maybe not Western, but every time they're on to the, they're testing the vehicles, it almost feels like uh, Western because they're just in this, uh, this like desert plains or like one or ones with like not a lot of grass. It kind of has that slight yeah. western feel to it, I would say, but not completely. I guess uh, one of the main characters has a cowboy hat on, so maybe <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I can kind of get it. Yeah, I kind of see it. Yeah. So, what is? Yeah, you said your number seven was Little Woman, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes, yes. No, number seven. This is Meg, Amy, Beth, and Joe. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sisters. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Ow. That's what the Oscar said. <laughs> if the main character is a girl, they have to be married or else we won't give them a trophy. <laughs> so, so well, uh, why, why is this on your number seven? Um, Again, another movie that completely surprised me that I would like as much as I liked. I had no... Really, all I knew about Little Women is that it was a book. It was a beloved book and that there was a movie version in the 90s with Winona Ryder and I think one with Katherine Hepburn a long time ago. I never really watched any version of this movie, but I was just really taken in with this movie. And from what I understand, Gerwig did something that no other, it's not like any other version made before, as my wife pointed out to me, who knows all these other versions, or at least knew the 90s version in the story. And she just really takes you in and it for a movie that takes place around the civil war era it feels really timely for what's going on and she really tapped into that and the performances in this are really good of course Saoirse Ronan's always good but Florence I don't know how to say her Pugh? last name Florence Pugh? Pugh yeah yeah who was in Fighting with My Family in Midsommar, she is really great in this film. And she goes from playing, like, supposed to be someone really young to a grown woman. And from what I understand of that character, usually that character comes off annoying, and she was not annoying. She was great, and everyone's great in this movie. And just the bond between the sisters is really sweet and nice. It's just a really well-made movie, and it has a positive message, and... Yeah, you know, we're talking about diversity and, you know, not giving diversity just for the sake of diversity. But really, you could, and I don't want to throw hate or shade at people's love for, for Joker, but you really could throw Todd Phillips out for Best Director and put Greta Gerwig in there because this movie does deserve all the accolades it's getting. Yeah, I hadn't heard great things about it. I wish I got to see it, but 
course, it's the whole thing. I live out in the middle of nowhere, and my closest theater is the uh, old McKinney, which it's... There was, like, one Showtime playing. I don't think I'll be able to get to it. So, if anything, I'll just have to rent it when it comes on. That's just... What, now it is but i mean i am kind of keeping an eye on this movie because it did look like it would be good it's funny because it's called little woman and i saw hermione in it and i was like okay so are you being literal about it it's <laughs> <Just> like because <laughs> she yeah she is not tall so maybe hey little woman is that are you are you saying something about short people that's all right but yeah and, and then what, what was the... Oh, yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah, I love Florence Pugh and Midsummer, And I'm really proud of her kind of going on and being the next Black Widow. She's going to be in Black Widow as the other... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's got, a, she's got a range, and I do really like that. Anyway, now for your number six. Oh, we were talking about this earlier. It's Booksmart. Oh, yes, Booksmart. That is on my list, too. A little bit higher, but also on my list. Oh no, I put on the wrong, wrong. <laughs> Let me, let's try this again. Book smart. Amy, you've been out for two years and you've never kissed a girl. I really don't know what I'm doing with all that stuff. I have a secret for you. I once tried to masturbate with an electric toothbrush, but I got a horrible UTI. Yeah, like horrible. I wish that would have been a secret, but you've mentioned it many, many times. That happened to me too. I I walked into school and someone bumped into me. I was like, oh my gosh, all my homework is on the floor. Are you kidding me? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I really felt for this these girls. It was a very... It, it, it was just a really hilarious comedy and then it just got really sweet at the end. I really loved it. It's a little higher on my list, but why is it not number six for you? I, I just fell head over heels with this movie, and I knew from the minute I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to love this movie. And I just think Olivia Wilde did an amazing job with this movie, and I, you know, for especially for a genre that I don't want to accuse coming-of-age movies or coming-of-age comedies as being misogynistic, but for the majority, they're very male-dominated, so this was a breath of fresh air for this genre and very modern and very uplifting and I love their friendship in this movie. It's just beautiful and an insp- it's surprisingly an inspiring film to be like a kind of raunchy comedy. But yes, I I just think they did a great job with this movie and you know it's very similar to Superbad, but I I'm going to say it's a well better made film than Superbad and I love Superbad but and this is leagues better than that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I when I uh, saw this, I completely fell in love with it from beginning to end, and I even teared up at the end of things. I don't want to say what happens because I think more people should see it. And that was the big tragic thing is when it came out, it just got buried. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to rent it because my local theater only played it. I think like a week, and then it was gone. Yeah, although it did get some resurgence. Like, it got, it, it, it was able to play back in theaters. I think they put it back in theaters for a couple more weeks towards the end of the year. So, I think in that regard, maybe there was successor. And hopefully there was, because I did really love the movie. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I believe it's on Hulu, too. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, I, I mean, it's available to rent everywhere, probably. So, oh, excuse me. Now we're down to your top five. 
Yep. The top five. Number five. My number five, I just recently saw it, and it was the movie I wanted to wait till today because I had a feeling I might like it, and I wanted to give it a shot, and that's uh, 1970. Oh, yes. This is on my number one. Blake, pick a man, bring your kit. I hoped today might be a good day. Hope is a dangerous thing. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. Oh, crap! Okay. <laughs> Why was this on your <laughs> number five? Okay, well, let's first acknowledge that Roger Deakins is a god of cinematography, and they should just give him every award they can give a cinematographer for, starting off. Um, also, that one-shot technique, even though it's not one-shot, but... I know it's been used before famously in Birdman, but I really felt it watching this movie on the big screen. Like, I was in the trenches with those guys, like, experiencing all the hell they were going through. Like, I was there. Like, it was a visceral experience at the cinema, and it's really well crafted. And I also appreciate, like, all these big name British actors just showing up to give exposition, and then they're like, all right, carry on. Gotta go. It's just a well-made, um, extraordinarily made movie that's really great. It's probably the best thing Sam Mendes has done in a long time. And I know a lot of people love this movie, but I'm going to say I liked 1917 more than Dunkirk because at least I could follow the story along a little bit better. And for me, as a narrative perspective, that's why I love it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I did like Dunkirk, but... Dunkirk, yeah. Oh, I'm not throwing no, I, shade no, at I, Dunkirk. Uh, yeah. I, I do like too. Dunkirk. It's just, I wasn't over the moon with it like a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I wasn't. I was like, it's a well-made movie, but I didn't love it. This one I love. It was just, mm, so Yeah, me, me, me too. I was engaged from the beginning, and I have goosebumps. I cried a couple times in the film. I loved it uh, going out. And yeah, this was the this was the other movie that uh, worth the views got really mad at me. He was like, "You like that?" And I was like, "I really." He I, didn't like 1917 no, either. He, no, he did not. He was. I mean, it's it's funny because he's such a positive, happy guy. But then when I talk about movies he doesn't like, he goes from, "Oh man, it's it's so good," and he's like, hmm, "Well, what I think of this," and I'm like. Okay, that is, <laughs> yeah. I no, I I don't want to throw shade at him. He's great. I can't wait to have him back. I I'm just, <laughs> it was just a really weird situation, but yeah. And I also want to give props to this movie being about World War One, since we hardly ever get movies about World War One. I. I mean, we have 900 million World War Two movies, and that's another thing I like about this movie is that. Here's a war we don't have many movies to watch about. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was at its own setting. I mean, I didn't even know anything about the story of two men having to run all the way across uh, the land to tell people to call for an attack. Because that's why some people were like, yeah, why couldn't they just not... not uh, like, why couldn't they just ask for somebody else or what have you? And 
they do explain that yeah these people these soldiers in world war one they did not make smart decisions they were just all about fighting they were just all about battle so yeah i could see why they didn't even think about you know why couldn't we just have the old uh platoon go over and it's really interesting the fact that they're in this whole different platoon. They go to another platoon and, like, they've never even met or seen this person before. It's like, there are these group of uh, men just throwing their lives away and they don't even know each other. And it's really, it's really kind of, like, war is just horrifying. And this movie just showed every mm-hmm. detail of why it is but yeah oh it's so textured and detailed just seeing the horrors of war and the battlefield and everything yeah you can see why people don't want world war (laughs) three so yeah um but yeah i love this movie it's on my number one uh what is your number four uh my number four is going to test your um composure about me gushing about a movie that you're not crazy about and that's when Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to pull him. Uh, yeah, no, I should stop. No, he's, he's a great guy. No, I <laughs> No, I, I totally get why people love this movie. I, I, I'm just not a, a fan of the guy. But all right, your uh, number four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let me play part of the trailer. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, with the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Okay, why is it? <laughs> anyway, um, actually, I'll say this. I can. I'll put that aside. My my thoughts on a director. I I don't let that influence my opinion on a movie. And there are things I did like about this film. I did like the performances of um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad and uh, Pitt. Their chemistry together. How much they. Or for what little they had together on screen, I that those were the parts I thought were the best, uh, especially early on, and there was yes, some yeah. I'm, they're there's a great bromance. I'm jealous of their bromance. I would like to have a friend as good as Brad Pitt. Yeah, his character in that movie. So why is this on your number four? Okay, well. I guess it's on my number four for one reason. I I can't help it. I am a Tarantino fanboy. I enjoy most of his movies. And despite his personality or how he is as a person, because I will admit he can rub you the wrong way as a guy, this man has passion for cinema, and he is talented at what he does. And I think there's very few directors that make a movies like he does and he has a knack for dialogue and he just completely immerses us in his love of cinema and maybe that's why i love it as much too is it's immersed into this history and also this fairy tale and i love him basically revising history and correcting the terrible things that happen but yeah this 
bromance between these two characters is great, and they give both good performances. And Margot Robbie's good, too, even though he doesn't really give her much to do, and I really appreciate the scene with her in the theater when she's watching her own movie that on screen it's the real Sharon Tate and not Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate on the movie screen. Oh, I thought you were about to say, man, and I really appreciate that she showed off her bare feet. <laughs> no, no, I do not have... I, yes, this may have the most feet out of any Tarantino yeah. movie. And the little girl, I don't know the little young actress's name, but... She's got to be the MVP to this movie. She was really good in that scene with her and DiCaprio. And it's just a ton of fun on top of that. It's just a lot of fun. But I can see why some people weren't taken with it, especially that final scene. Yeah. Because it kind of, even though you expect something like that from a Tarantino movie, it still kind of was like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. But I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I, yeah. And, um... What? And if Tarantino wanted to retire, even though he says he's going to make one more movie, I could see this being his swan song of his filmography, but I still call BS on him saying he's going to retire. I, I do too. That was total BS. He was going to make more movies. Mattelli, yeah, I, that, that, I don't believe that one bit. But, I mean, if he does, then okay, he's... He, kept his word to it because if you know Quentin Tarantino there's a lot of projects that he said would happen that hasn't so I don't I don't I'm not betting on him quitting because I have a feeling he's has this he wants to make more movies and so yeah I mean I wasn't crazy about it but I saw how other people could really love it and I I had nothing against that definitely but I'll say that regarding that final scene at the end I probably have a bigger problem with that after seeing the murder of Nicole Brown uh, uh, Simpson. And I'll have my review of uh-huh. that for later this week. But that is another film like this that is kind of altering or toying around with real history. And I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of what they do, but I mean, I definitely appreciate the filmmaking does like there is nothing. There is not a lot of films like Quentin Tarantino and that I, I definitely agree, attend, uh, mess with that. And he does know how to direct his actors, regardless of how much he's, how much he gives them. He knows how to direct them what to what for them to say and what for them to do so yeah i mean i see his talent i'm not going to be like oh man quentin tarantino i'm just because i don't like the guy i'm just gonna go on and i'm just gonna tell how much this movie sucks i don't even think <laughs> i i don't even put uh, uh once upon a time in hollywood in my top 10 words definitely not i i was not as crazy about it but I definitely see how other people would love it. And, yeah, I, I'm... No, I, I have nothing against that. So what is your number three? My number three is probably hardly on anybody's top ten list, but I've just been amazed with this movie since I saw it back in March, and that's Jordan Peele's Us. That's a classic right there. What does I Got Fun want it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. 
Oh my gosh, lightning. This but <laughs> the thing about this is this was on my top ten too at the beginning of the year. It's just that it got pushed out for some other movies, but it's on my honorable mentions list. But why is us on your number three? Um, well, for one, Lupita. I'm not sure how to say her last Lupita name. Lupita Nyong'o. I think yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, yeah. Nyong'o. She is absolutely amazing in this movie, and she gives such a rich and complex, well, two performances, oh, yeah. not just one, two performances, and it's incredible to watch. And I just love the structure and craft that went into this movie. And I'm just shocked that it's not being as praised as much as it is. I mean, yes, it's not as culturally impactful as Get Out was. And it's not as political as Get Out was. It's more of a straight horror film. Even though most horror films have a little bit of politics in them. And this one does. Just not as big as Get Out. And maybe that's part of the issue. But, man, Jordan Peele... He's just, he's at the top of his game. I can't wait to see what he does next. And I just want to applaud that we have a over $100 million horror film at the box office. Because this movie made a lot of money. And it stars an all-black family, which nothing like that, to my knowledge, has been in a mainstream horror film before. And I hope he keeps making interesting horror films like this. Yeah, actually, I do have made a theory as probably why and I, i'm not saying i like to make theories as hey you like something that's cool if you don't like something that is also cool like i i don't want to put in this oh well the reason why people don't like this or the reason why people like this no that is not the case but i did see this with my mom and she hated this film and that is because <laughs> what probably get out has over this is get out is easier to follow us has that yeah us has this very very uh i mean it is very much like a, a twilight uh movie like other the twilight not not the twilight vampire but the twilight, the twilight zone. zone yes because that's right. what i had constant reminders to but yeah in, in that regard i i could see why not everybody would jump on board with it and but i i did love the film in fact it did take me a while and after i kind of saw where it was going i was like wow this is actually really cool even though yeah i do think going forward maybe uh maybe kind of pull back on the uh the uh complicated plot but i do think what he what jordan did was he went out and did uh or was able to just express his own uh kind of creative vision even further now that get out was a success i, I wasn't expecting this to I, like i don't like going to the director as next movie and saying okay well this has got to be the next big great, uh, greatest thing no i wasn't looking at that and i i loved it i didn't like it as much as get out but i still loved it 
But yeah, I can see why other people would uh, love it even more and put them put it on their top ten list. It was on mine actually at the beginning of the year. I don't know if I love it more than Get Out. I just love it. Yeah. He did his own thing and made something completely different. That he wasn't repeating himself. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate that too. I am always a champion for directors to swing for the fences, even if it's a miss, than just bunting at the ball. Yeah. And just making a safe movie. Yeah, no, I I don't think Jordan Peele has any plans to make a safe movie, and I'm uh, glad that he... Uh, tried something like this and it was definitely a very creative film very artsy film too and yeah yeah i think he was offered was it akira he was offered he was offered some big project and he said no i'm gonna make social horror films that's my thing i think he's either directing or producing Candyman. i don't know if that's he's yeah. producing a okay. remake a candy man but i think that property they can do something interesting with yeah so I'm very excited to see what's next for him, and I'm very proud that he's able to take himself off from uh, just being a just the duo comedian. With I mean, I don't mind that either because he's hilarious. No, yeah, because his comedy is great yeah. too. Actually, I would be very interested to have him direct a film where Keegan Michael Key is one of the leads in it because that would that would actually be really interesting for instead of yeah yeah I'd like to see him in a horror film yeah. yeah. Because even even though they're different genres, comedy and horror a lot of times play hand in hand with each other. Yeah. So that could be an interesting film. Yeah, especially since those two are best friends. I'd be like, yeah, why not have him be in the uh, film? I mean, Keaton-Michael Keaton, as much as he's known as being a goofball, he's had some uh, range. Uh, and he, there are even mm-hmm. roles that people don't even know he was in, like... The uh, Dark Crystal, it was yeah. was in that Dark... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I it, it missed my top ten, but I definitely love the film, too. And I'm happy it, put, it was on your top ten. So, what is your number two? My number two is the much-beloved director Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Knives Out. I was a little sarcastic there with the... Oh, yeah. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it, by the way? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. Okay, so, the, yeah, as you said, uh, uh, popular director, just from that. Yeah, we stopped at <laughs> Stars last July. Actually, there's something I want to mention about that movie is they're talking about a spinoff with Daniel Craig's character. Daniel Craig's. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, why is this on your number two and how do you feel about that news I would love for him to make more movies with that character I, Daniel Craig you can tell he was having a ball making this and playing that character and 
if you love old-fashioned Agatha the Christie type murder mysteries, this is definitely your jam. This is like the most entertaining movie I saw all year. It was just a ton of fun getting to watch all these A-list actors just go at each other and have a blast. And it it's kind of nice to see uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, play a total scumbag. And um, the main actress in this, who they don't really advertise because she's not a really well-known actress. She was in Blade Runner 2049. She's really the MVP of this movie. And um, it's just a ton of fun. And I wasn't surprised, like, the outcome of where how the movie turned out. I was just surprised, like, where it went in the plot, like, how it all got geared in. And it's if you love murder mysteries, this is just a ton of fun. And whether you like Ryan Johnson or not, or you think he should be burned at the crisp because you hated The Last Jedi, the man is gifted at crafting cinema. And this is just a ton of fun. Yeah, I was one who wasn't crazy about Last Jedi, but I mean, I've seen worse. But as regarding this film, yeah, I had a ton of fun watching it too. It didn't make my top 10, but... I, it kind of remind me of Clue, if uh, probably the best. Right. Uh, yeah, and th- that's what I think is I think Ryan Johnson he is just much greater at just doing these murder mysteries where he he can kind of really explore and twist around these uh, plots or he's uh, his uh, what, what do they call it uh, subverts expectations his little twists he likes to do like I think they worked even more they learned much better with Knives Out because it kind of it fell in the flow with uh, murder mis or with uh, again this murder mystery that reminds me of a board game like Clue or even the movie Clue and not having to be tied with any studio direction of you gotta have this and you gotta have that and I think that was really wonderful to see uh, Ryan Johnson just be able to do what he does best and it was a lot of fun I definitely agree and I'm just happy for Daniel Craig he gets to relieve himself from having to be Bond so many years because if you know he wants to slit his own throat or slit his wrist over Bond (laughs) and this movie was very popular too which I was happy about an original film being so popular and it's kind of the perfect thing they like released it perfectly for thanksgiving weekend since it's about a family like at each other's throats and talking bad about one another it's also a ton of fun yeah it's just like thanksgiving (laughs) 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 yeah so uh yeah i i mean it wasn't it wasn't on my top 10 but i definitely enjoyed it and i i could see why some other people would love it even more than me so i yeah that's a it is a great fun i would say it's probably ryan johnson's best film to date yeah and i have only seen two films and i agree <laughs> yeah, two of his films. Oh, okay. <laughs> i did not uh, yeah i have not seen ryan johnson's looper or what, whatever his other films are yeah oh so i'd recommend all of them they're all I like all of his movies, yeah. but I mean, know, I'm the rest are originals as well. So yeah, I I mean, I'm not against like going to back and seeing his old films. Just uh, again, uh, me being as uh, I mean, I'm like not even 25 yet, and there's uh, there's a lot of films in the 90s and 80s I never got around to seeing, and even in the early 2000s. So I mean. Yeah, I, I, it's not of, well, I, I really dislike Ryan. No, it's because I just never got a chance to see what Elsie does besides The Last Jedi until now. And I definitely really enjoyed this more. So, that is great. What is your number one? My number one movie of 2019 is Parasite. Okay, let me find Parasite. 
Yes, this is another movie that I never could find a screening for in my area. I have heard so many great things about this film, and I cannot find a freaking theater for it, and that is Parasite. Well, hopefully with its Oscar nominations, maybe you'll be able to find one soon. I, we were fortunate enough, we were on vacation for the Thanksgiving holiday. I went to visit in-laws, and my mother-in-law lives in Tucson, Arizona, and it just happened to be playing at this artsy theater she likes to go to called The Loft. And when I mean artsy, the, tie, the marquee has the director's name in front of the movie. And so I was like, well, yeah, I got to see Parasite because I'm not going to be able to see it anywhere because there are other movies like uh, Jojo Rabbit I have not been able to see because it has not played locally anywhere, even though it's been out since October. Yeah. But anyways, if you don't know what this movie is or the director, it's from the same guy that made Snowpiercer and the Netflix film Ocha. Oh, I did see that film. I did. Yeah, I was real. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I haven't didn't. I don't know why I didn't follow up on what the director's next film would be, but I, I did see that. Yeah. So, anyways, this movie is also very political, but it has something to say about class and society and even though it's a south korean film i think anyone who has been poor or working class or low income could relate to this film or at least understand these characters um motivations even though they are kind of terrible people but this movie is just so well made so well crafted and executed and you think you know where this movie's going, and then it completely twists and turns. And I love movies that start out as one genre, and then in the middle of it becomes a whole different type of movie. And you're just on the edge of your seat from beginning to end. This is just filmmaking at its best, and I really hope... Well, I know it's going to win Best International Film at the yeah. Oscars, but I really hope it gets some sort of recognition, because it deserves all the accolades and love that it's getting. It's one of the finest films made yeah that was a shame i wasn't able to see it especially that was from the director of okja uh but yeah i mean it's it looks like it's a really good film i yeah it's again with all the with all these award movies going to theaters for only a couple months or maybe even one week or two really crazy so yes <laughs> yeah but I'm I'm glad it's on somebody's list and that uh, I it's another movie I tend to hope to watch in the future. Maybe it'll be on Netflix just like Okja, because that would be really cool. Well, I know it 
It might show up on uh, HBO since supposedly Adam McKay is going to help develop a mini series based off this. So I don't know if it's going to be like an American remake or just kind of like what Noah Hawley's done with Fargo. Yeah. But I read that somewhere, so maybe maybe it'll show up somewhere to get. But like I said, it's been nominated for Best Picture, so I'm sure they'll start releasing it much wider than it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I got to see it, but <laughs> this, the, yeah, yeah. Right. So that is your top ten. Holy crap! You went through all ten movies, or actually, you went well more than that, I bet. But is there any honorable mentions <laughs> you have, or? Yeah, there's always honorable mentions. Uh, two on, well, I'll throw uh, three honorable mentions. Um, two are uh, action movies. Uh, um, I mean, I just had a great time. Probably my best theater experience of the year was going to watch Avengers Endgame. Yeah. It just barely missed my top ten, but like, I just love these ten more. They had a little bit more emotional impact with me than that one did, but it was a ton of fun. Uh, John Wick 3, I just really love the craftsmanship that goes into those films and the mythology just keeps building and building and I hope they can keep that momentum going. And then another movie I would like to talk about is uh, Fast Color. It's an independent film that Amazon just picked up to make a TV show about and it's about these uh, three generations of women that have like superpowers and it's just a really interesting independent film and kind of was underlooked or overlooked this year because it didn't get any wide release or gushes of acclaim even though it was a well-received movie yeah i never heard of that one yeah yeah and i'm trying to think what else um i enjoyed marriage story and the irishman but i just wasn't in love with either one of those that's movies, fine even though a lot of even though a lot of people like are raving about those and Joker was fine. I thought Joaquin was really good, but it's basically Todd Phillips making a, a Scorsese movie. Anyway, so is there any movies you're looking forward to this year the most? Oh, absolutely. Now, uh, well, two films I'm super excited about that definitely don't have a trailer yet. Is first is Edgar Wright's new film, Last Night in Soho. He's just one of my favorite filmmakers, and he's always interesting, and I can't wait to see what he does with that. And then, finally, we're getting a David Fincher movie, even if it's going to Netflix, and I can't wait to see that movie. It's supposedly about the making of Citizen Kane, and it's got, like, Gary Oldman in it, and Charles Dance. Hmm. So that should be interesting. Um, I'm definitely pumped for Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet. It looks amazing. I mean, props to Christopher Nolan that he gets to make these gigantic, weird, original blockbusters, and I hope he gets to keep making those kind of movies. Um, I'm really, fingers crossed that the new Bond movie is good. It looks great, and I really want Daniel Craig to go out on a high note, even though I was sorely disappointed by Spectre, but so far, No Time to Die looks great. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there's two Pixar movies coming out. They're both original, but I guess if I had to pick one I'm most excited about, it would be Pete Doctor's Soul, especially since it's kind of his follow-up to Inside Out, and he's made some of the best Pixar movies out there. And then the last one I want to mention is, just a curiosity, is the 
adaptation of In the Heights, of Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. I just want to see that, and hopefully it's a good adaptation on screen. When is that one coming out? It's coming out June or July. Okay, I haven't heard anything of that one, but as for the others, yeah. They're... I, yeah. Oh, and one other movie. I don't know if it's going to come out this year, but I just saw that it might come out this year. It's Wes Anderson's new movie. So, yeah, yeah. That should be fun, but I'm not 100% sure if that's coming out or not this year, but I saw that it might. It's weird. He made he releases a movie every four years. So I think last time it was Isle of Dogs. So maybe uh, yeah, may, uh, maybe yeah. maybe. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to some of those uh, movies too. And the others I didn't even know about, like the making of Citizens Kane going to Netflix. That's will be really interesting. Yeah. So I think it's called Mandy. Yeah. I could yeah. be wrong. Something like well, that. But, I mean, I've just missed David Fincher making movies, even though Mindhunter's amazing. I just, you know, that man needs to make more movies. Yeah, so, I, I agree, but... Yeah, so, that was your list of your favorites, and it looks like we'll wrap it up here. So, thank you so much for coming on, and... It, well, thanks for definitely. having me. I, I love talking about movies. This is like, oh, it's called Mank is the new oh make is it yeah yeah i mean i definitely love having a diverse range of guests and it's great to put on even though i i've poked fun i i enjoy uh the or view the movies uh dang i'm (laughs) messed up his name uh but i enjoy having you on too and yeah hopefully in the future if you uh you want to come on again and I don't know when the next time, maybe next month or the month after. I'll, I'll definitely uh, keep you interested if you are. So. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Somebody to talk to besides my wife, because sometimes I drive her crazy with my passion for cinema. Yeah. Well, maybe hopefully. Yeah, I, I had a big passion for. T- no, I have. I, I'm like a. Dang, I'm, I'm losing my words here. And you know what? The thing is, I'm sitting on a stool that actually hurts my butt because it is... This, <laughs> this thing... Yeah, I, I need to sit better here. But yeah, so we covered some great topics today and it's time to hit the hay for today. So let's just go ahead and say how to reach us, which you can reach me philox76 at gmail.com p-h-i-l-o-k 76 at gmail.com Ponds Press is on Facebook and it's also on Instagram, Twitter at chasepond64 and the website is pondspress.wordspress.com I will be writing my review for Doolittle what was it? The the <clears throat> dang it, oh, Bad Boys for Life <laughs> why did I forget that one? Um the other two. Oh yes, uh, there was a Tyler Perry movie. I'll get the name for it. And then I did just see the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Or yeah, it, well, look for <laughs> that one. So, time to say goodbye, goodbye, everyone, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.